0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. How are you doing, John? Hello, Tyler. (laughs) Guys, this week we want to talk about the cyclical nature of the fitness industry, uh, of people's fitness careers, the cyclical nature of a business, um, of people's fitness journey, and why that, why missing out and not understanding what that is, is leading you to leave the most important people to your business behind. So, Let's get started. First thing I want you to do: go to the link in our description. In that description, you're going to find you can go to the Facebook group, the Gym Owners Revolution. We got good shit coming up next month. We've been teasing it next month for a long time. I promise it's really coming. We had us we we have a slam project this month, but we do have some free shit we're putting in there that's going to help you guys. You can build you'll you'll be able to build your offer stacks. Uh, you're going to be able to sell basically the same way the people at our Gear Academy sell. You're just going to have to make all your kind of decisions like that yourself to get started. A goal with this is to give you all the tools to make an offer stack that will help you sell great personal training, great nutrition coaching, your, whatever it is, your group, your 24-hour access, whatever that is want you to put that stuff together in a way that's going to make you real money, have you selling big-ticket stuff, and making sales super easy for you. So that's going to be going on for free in a Facebook group, in the link in the description, the Gym Owners Revolution. If you want to work in the Gear Academy, get that stuff up and running with an app working directly for you in your hands that you can walk through your clients' sales opportunities with and crush it, amongst all the other things we do in the Gear Academy, from selling supplements to fucking anything else you want to do, onboarding coaches, staff, building new systems, nurturing leads, all the boring business stuff that boring business dorks talk to you about that you pretend to understand. Those are also the things that we work on you with in the Gear Academy. So you can go to gymownersrevolution.com if you want in on that. But we're so much bigger, balder, and more bearded than any of them are. The most. We are the (laughs) most. Yeah, I will say this. We definitely (laughs) – If we're talking height and weight ratio (laughs) out of there's not a single fitness business consulting organization that I would pit two guys in in an offensive versus defensive line type scenario. (laughs) Ain't nobody blocking you or I. I feel, I feel very confident about is, the entire situation. There is nobody in this industry that's stopping me from getting to their quarterback, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> and that's your business. <laughs> that's, and the <laughs> revenue that your business can be generating. This is where we fluff the kind of- analogy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, this is an issue that's been back to the subject, I guess. Before we run too fast, follow the show at The Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Tyler F. And so on Instagram. John, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at jbanksfl. Let's get to the meat of the show. So John and I have pretty good experience with this. The ebbs and flows, the, I don't even know what you call it. It's not even an ebb and flow, more of it's a, it's just, there's a progression. When people get on board with fitness, when they start to give fitness space in their lives, they start to progress in that area, right? If you never go to the gym ever and you start going to the gym your first couple of years, you're going to do a lot of new gym-goer shit, and you're going to start Googling shit that you don't have a lot of reference for, and you're going to – it's whatever. You can kind of be preyed upon a little bit by brands, organizations, businesses, coaches, products, accounts, influencers, whatever, not even preyed upon. That's just who they're talking to. But as you evolve after your second year, third year, fourth year – Five, six years of training, you kind of learned how to separate the wheat from the chaff and you know what's what. You know what I mean? You just know listen, if you've been working out in the gym and gotten big results for five years and like you're still wearing like Gym Shark, get the fuck out of here. You're not <laughs> if you're if you're not like if you're not wearing massonomics stuff, I know you've 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 been training for like less than a year or two. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta evolve. Um but but that is it is Interesting that every aspect of the fitness industry takes it their way. So from the supplements that are marketed towards you to the educational products, and that's the wheelhouse John and I have the most experience in fitness education. And one of the things that happens is I started my business when I started my business, right? Mm -hmm. During the kind of peak of the CrossFit boom, maybe a year or two later than the true peak, but it was still, you know, high time for CrossFit. And that was when I had opened my Mm -hmm. CrossFit affiliate. And then there were still brands that were emerging out of that boom, right? Out of that boom came lots of podcasts and shows and lots of information because all of a sudden there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people doing CrossFit that weren't, that weren't in gyms, that weren't doing anything else. And so all these new products come up and they rise up very, very, very quickly. And John and I were involved with one of those organizations after, I don't know how many years it was. It was probably like two years, two and a half years or so of their existence in that space. Mm -hmm. But what happens with and this is universal, this is with every brand that I've seen, is they then, like you start to teach certain things if you're in that position, and then you start to evolve and you start to learn more. You learn more stuff. Newer stuff interests you. You're not too worried about perfecting this little thing or that little thing or speaking to new people because you have enough of an audience already that's already caught up. They're caught up to you. So you you need to progress. You can't just keep teaching the same you should, but you can't just keep teaching the same month one through 12 for bunches of people that come in at month one and check them out at month 12. You can't do it. But what happens is things end up becoming very graduate school-esque. Mm-hmm. And this is it happens in the business space too. If you're a new business, if you just opened your gym and you're, you're kind of bootstrapping your thing, you know what I'm talking about. When you see the other fitness consulting products out there, like fitness business consulting stuff, it's not fucking talking to you. Just not like t- none of that shit was in my wheelhouse. And I was starting my business. Like, ugh, these are all way too far ahead of where I'm at right now. I don't have the, f- unless if you got a big yeah. stack of money to sink in and you can just kind of go play those soulless games, go for it. But they were not speaking to the new person because they had got in. There's already well-established businesses with money to spend. yeah, And that's who they spoke with. And that's who they've been running with this whole time, which means there's the way this cyclical this cycle works Is all of the new people feel completely abandoned. And that's where I still think that this is there's a phase in that in fitness education, as well as just general fitness, what's going on in businesses, what's going on in in gyms, what's going on with personal training, what's going on in the fitness in not fitness information, fitness entertainment space as well. Sure. Just what's happening on social media. Look at TikTok. The, the most popular fitness content on tiktok is like borderline pornographic it's just fluffy just garbage you know it's not that it's trash it's just it's for people who have no fucking idea about anything about fitness well it's, it's really what it is and we've seen brands try to do legitimate things on tiktok but it's just it's meant to collide everybody together so it just doesn't really work on that platform so what but what is working is stuff for a guy that's maybe just wants to see something funny. I just started going to the gym and I see some dorky exercise. Somebody get hurt. You see gym fails, gym fails, gym fails are a thing for new people. Yeah. It really is like, Oh geez. I just went to the gym. Watch this guy's knee explode. (laughs) You know, like that's, (laughs) that's funny. I've been in that place, you know? So I guess what I'm getting at here is for you to focus on this, on a few things for you as a gym owner is that know that when you started getting into fitness, you need to identify the things that you relate to from that time, right? What was that journey like? You get new people coming into your gym, I hope, regularly, and start, pay attention. Because people will come into your gym. Like when I start coaching people, they'll start coming to me with memes that I've seen four years ago. You know what I mean? It, It feels like you're the only guy that lifts weights in your family, and so all you get sent is weightlifting memes that you've already seen or that aren't funny. Yeah. And it's just, it is, but that's what it is with new people. And you got to understand that that is important. Those people are important and you need to learn how to attract those people. Cause I see so many people swinging and missing on this.
1: Well, the, the I think the biggest mistake is thinking even as a gym owner and cause what we found too, Tyler, Tyler's, even in the space where we are, it was a conscious decision that we made to not allow ourselves to start And then continue to just accelerate with everybody and just and lose or leave where the people we wanted to serve where they were. Yeah, it was it was because we we had seen the mistake not just made within the companies that we worked for or with personally, but we just watched an entire industry do it where everybody just went up, 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 up and away and left the majority of the people sitting and waiting and wanting. What I would challenge is I think the biggest mistake that people are making right now is if you have somebody that comes to your gym and you know, this as a gym owner is somebody that comes in and in your questionnaire, whatever you ask, right. What their, what their training workout history has been right where they've worked out before whatever is just because somebody has worked out before and they're not brand new to make an assumption that they have any fucking clue what they're supposed to do you are making a massive mistake.
0: Yeah. And even, and the truth is even people that think they know what they're doing is even worse. Exactly. So really your job is, it should be to, how do I put this? It should always be about the basics in Always, opinion, from a coaching standpoint from yes. in anything. It really should always just be about the basics. Um, but in your messaging very specifically, I don't think it's right for gyms very often to be doing some right or wrong stuff when regards to exercise, in my opinion, like thumbs up, thumbs down, like for a gym. I think it's, I think it's tricky. I think, I think because Mm. unless it's delivered in a way that makes people feel like you're getting information, because if they've done an exercise another way, they may be dogmatic about it already, pointlessly dogmatic. People are simply attached to the things that they do. So if I'm a gym, I want to attract more members. Again, I don't need them to think that I'm smart. No, no, because I I tell I'll tell you the truth: being jacked will get you further with selling new clients than it than being smart will 100 well, percent of the time.
1: And what do we know to be true, Tyler? Is that things we thought we were smart about 10 years ago? Yeah. Now you look like a fucking
0: asshole. Yeah. Because and tell oh, me how <laughs> is the fucking Atkins <laughs> diet not just keto? <laughs> what the fuck like all these fucking things are the same but you know but, but but in in terms of even terminology we were so we were talking with one of our gear academy coaches the other day and um trying to get up the nutrition sales numbers from new people now we've run some specialty programs so it's tough to sell nutrition when people are coming in with a different expectation already so we don't like being bait and switchy about it but we want to figure out how can we systematically make this better one thing you can do is make sure that your leads Are you're getting leads because people want to be coached on their nutrition, right? The other thing is, does being coached on your nutrition sound like something you want to do? Fuck no. That product sounds like it sucks. Now I sell nutrition coaching. I use the word terms nutrition coaching. I need better terms. Let me help you with your diet. Let me give you here's my diet for you. Whatever it is, because those are the words they recognize. I there's we've talked about this before. But when people in the this is this is the prime example though of what I'm talking about with this cycle and how people miss it. Good fitness coaches, ethical fitness coaches like you, like me, like you, if you're listening out there, what you'd want is you want a sustainable system for your clients with nutrition, right? You don't want them going on some some diet. I read about a diet on the internet. You don't want them doing this diet, losing 15, 20 pounds and giving all the credit to the diet. And then that diet's not actually sustainable. And then that diet melts down and then they get fat and it's the diet's fault. And then they don't want to do the next thing because diet, diet, diet. So you think because there's shitty nutritional advice out there and they all call it diets. That you're like, well, I'm not. We don't do diets. I'm going to give you sustainable nutrition, nutrition, food planning, fucking bop, 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 bop. Now, I've done it, said it before, because it's weird for me to say, I'll give you a diet plan. It just does seem weird, except here's the deal. Look at the people out there who are currently overweight and not doing anything about it yet, who are right on the verge, who, who need to take one action, and it changes their life. right? One action into the right place, hopefully your place, and it can absolutely change their life they don't speak in those terms they've heard they had a diet last time and they're interested like I want another I want a diet that works I just that's what they want they want a diet that works not a custom nutrition fucking opus that is fucking periodized depending upon blah 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 and we involve carb cycling and your thumb in your ass every Tuesday just in case you know you want to check your temperature it's fucking it's it sucks but you need to—you just need to know that all of these, every single thing about your products that you make more complicated, you're missing out on, like the most valuable demographic to your business, which is the people right about to start. Because there's so, guys, this is the fitness industry. There is so many of these people, mm-hmm. right? So many. They're fucking. This is this is why we are the Gym Owners Revolution. This is what we're here to do. It's what I hope you're here to do and you're not going to do that by just opening some 50,000 square foot globo gym where you're just a fucking key card manufacturer and it and it that has a janitor you know that's if you want to do that that's fine but i'd like i'd really like your system to be set up to actually make a difference in your community and you got to be connecting to these people because they need help and they need the right help all they need you to do is speak their fucking language for just a little bit get your head out of your ass Get your head out of whoever's been teaching you for the last four or five years is ass because they're talking so much further down the fucking road. And you wonder why five years of having your head up somebody's somebody else's ass speaking fucking snotty, dorky, scientific blah, 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 shit all the fucking time that nobody's interested in except for you. Stop parroting that shit because you're going to lay a huge fucking egg on your marketing everybody every I see this trap all the time and expertise if you're a gym no one gives a fuck it's not no. about you
1: and the no cares. Why, and the reason why you know this to be true is is your aversion to what normies call shit and all of our drive towards more elitist language when we're talking about this is because of our aversion because we see them and they, and we see mainstream media, right? We see how predators, right? People that we just disagree with on a fundamental level, how they sell this shit to the general population. And they're slowly poisoning them and killing them slowly, right? And so that's why we go in an elitist direction. And that's what we're calling out right now, which is that's the wrong move. Because take Good Morning America, Look at them. They are reaching more people than any gym on planet fucking earth. And they are going to give diet advice, exercise advice, and the language in which they're going to use that is going to be perfect. Yep. It's going to be perfect to reach every single person that's a goddamn zombie that's going to turn on the morning news Every morning, and they're going to learn about Peloton, about Mm -hmm. Keto, about fill in the blank. So that's where our version comes from. But here's how you're going to be better. You're going to be better because you're going to look at what language are they using. And I'm going to weaponize and use that language because that's what connects to regular humans. And then I'm actually going to do it the right way.
0: That is exactly the point here, John. Is you need to beat them at their own game. That's you can't, you're coming in here going, I'm not even playing that game. I don't even fucking want new people. And then you wonder why you're broke. Like, you know, I'm not even interested. And that's maybe you're not saying you're not even interested, but like you're all of the stuff you're saying and talking about, or the fact is maybe you're just not talking about anything. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Now you have a plan. Okay. That plan is beat them at their own game. Look at the slimy stuff that's out there. How can I do this? How can I figure out what's actually connecting to these people that are new? Like they are lost, right? They are. They are lost. And this is one of the things we talk to when, when I work with some MMA gyms and stuff, as we tell these like grappling places, jujitsu studios, is you guys have to understand that white belts will make are paying 80% of your fucking bills. Oh, yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. So. How advanced do you want your stuff to look now? Yeah, you if you're in a bigger market, you want your stuff to work for advanced people, right? It needs to, right? You want to attract guys that you want to be the place where the people that really know what they're doing go wonderful. And that as an overarching theme is appealing to new people and that, like, yeah, I do want to go to the place where it's known as real deal. I'm not doing like mall Kwando or some shit, you know, but like, you do need to understand that serving these beginners and not losing them and stop talking over them and past them or like they're idiots or like they don't exist or whatever, or just because the mistakes that they make are so easy for you to predict because they're formulaic, people's journeys are very similar and they've often chased the same misconceptions and fitness, martial arts, all these things that you can be cunty and judgmental about that a little bit and not even know it, right? easily there's eye rolls that i would give when people would be like i heard creatine is steroids it's like okay jesus or when people would come in jesus the 2016 17 18 era and it's like i've been taking my branch chain amino acids and i'm just like cool and i want to and i would just i would like argue with people about this I was like yeah stop buying that right i would just say like stop buying this waste your fucking money but all that does is makes you the person that's resistant to the energy they're trying to give that's positive Exactly, a person buying branch chain amino acids who's coming to my gym and paying me to coach them isn't that's not them being like trying to do shortcuts it's just another version of commitment that they're doing and me doing the thing by the way i did this then i was like stop it's just making your piss expensive it's stupid literally just drink more protein powder then if you want or whatever but like the fact is someone wants something sweet that's no calories it's a very little consequence they want to spend a little money and feel like it's working for them i what are we talking about? Why? What a weird thing for me to sacrifice that trust on, right? And that was a thing that I did as a coach, or and I still attempted good. to do it all the time, right? When it I get asked something that's dumb from somebody, I just, I just want to be like, "Stop! This is dumb. It's all wrong." And I just, you can't do that with people. But you know, it's a really cool idea that just it, that concept of
1: we we want to cut them off, right? Cut off and just be like, "What the fuck are you talking yeah. about?" And instead, it's you, that will always be met with a version, right? It'll be met with a wall. Just like it's you're definitely
0: saying. not gonna be met with a, some, with a someone with someone handing money <laughs> oh, to you, you. oh, you're right. I'm, I'm well, an asshole. Right. Here's more yeah. money. You told me how yeah. wrong I was. Let you me know, pay. It's bad business, dude. <laughs> you,
1: you and I, we we've had uh, had a a coach that used to talk about this all the time, where it was the idea of everything she posed when it comes to marketing, and everything was stories, right? The idea is everyone has a story. And on this particular topic, exactly, which is that person's story is stopping at BCAAs are, this is, is, well, you are stopping them, right? (laughs) You are stopping that story where at the end of the day, what you do is instead is you just say, you continue, allow that story to continue. Mm -hmm. And if you allow yourself to then insert and not just close the door on them, and allow that story to continue and then take them to where you would prefer them to go in a loving and understanding manner your ability to then actually capitalize on those misunderstandings or capitalize on what your people's good intentions are goes infinitely higher but as soon as you Close that door. As soon as you allow that story to stop and be like, what? No, what the fuck? You're an ultimately it's because now it's no longer BC the problem. Now it's there. The problem
0: it is. And it and- is because you're, you want to go, Oh, you don't fucking know anything. That's what you're saying. You right. don't know shit right by the way they weren't asking you a question very often they just showed up with it in their box just excited they were just like oh i
1: got, my th- got this th- i got my thing and because people, people are they're so vulnerable
0: though yeah people would come in with pre-workout like six six thirty class hammer pre-workout it's like hey um <laughs> i don't think that's like you're drinking like a bang energy drink at 7 p.m and you're coaching i'm trying to help you to lose weight or gain muscle and sleep support and all those things like fuck me dude you know what i mean yeah um but that's it's it's interesting so this is a thing that i've been working a little bit too that i i get i try to take those concerns now and john you know me how i am personality wise this is hard for me right? That literally, literally that thing. It's the thing I work on. A lot. I very, I work on very much in the things we're communicating in our business to connect to who you are as a gym owner. But as I'm coaching clients regularly, I still struggle with that because it's so far back. You're a gym owner. At least you know, some things about some stuff. I hope when I'm working the general population, sometimes it's crazy. Like, because it just, it's nuts what you see in a 24 hour gym. It's, it's nuts. And i I have some clients who you had a client the other day messaged me, and he was kind of joking, but he has a little bit of sweet tooth. And he messaged me with a bag of these like giant like candy straw, like candied straw things. Like I don't even under it's like licorice, but like super sweet and sour. There's yeah. Just a whole bag of them. He ate and he's like tracking food. And he's like, these are kind of a pretty good source of carbs. And I was like, well, I hope you're joking. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like getting through the day and it was, you know, I was like, I was kind of hungry. And so I stopped at the store. It was like a professional with a professional job. So he walks in. So I, I walked him through this and I, I just, I just kind of laughed and I said, so hang on here. So I didn't say, cause obviously he knows that was, a mis- you know, kind of like, you know, eating a whole bag of chips is a problem. You, you just know. So he's kind of opening the door to tattle. for some guidance and dialogue about this right. a little bit, but doesn't want me to be like, st- what am I supposed to say? My first reaction, which I've done this many times, is stop buying that shit. Just stop buying it, and you're never gonna have this fucking problem. Just don't buy, and you're not gonna have this issue ever. I don't get it, but I don't have the sweet tooth, so I don't really understand that game that much. I don't. I'm not a potato chip guy, so th- you're never gonna see me like succumb to the temptation of candy by gr- going to the stores. But, but the way I kind of does, that, I started with this lovingly mocking way, which says like, so you wait a minute, forty, you're wearing a suit. To work, right? (laughs) And so you went into the grocery store as a 40-year-old man. And you just walked through the candy aisle. And you're like, found this big, shiny blue bag. And so what I did was I basically just... What I basically just told him was like, this is like really not masculine behavior in my opinion (laughs) you know what i mean like like buying (laughs) candies for ladies and kids like what are you doing dude and in that way we came to this funny realization where we can kind of laugh about it and i was like let's be honest like buying potato chips is immature as fuck you know what i mean it just really is as an adult man going and buying like a drinking like a a 24 ounce mountain dew it's like what are you fucking stupid like, you can kind of say that jokingly, and then and then we get that out that way, and it seems to work. Now, this is a big, long fucking diversion of this, but in dealing with new people, like, those are the types of problems you're having to solve. Like, yeah, I probably know yes. this is wrong, but I'm still going to lean into it anyway. So what am I supposed to do? In my marketing, am I supposed to say this stuff about my nutrition plan, about how bad sugar and candy is? Jesus Christ. Everyone knows. There's no educating beyond that point. So if I'm getting to macros and food timing and this and that in my marketing that may be a part of my product but in my marketing if i'm trying to send out information about that outwardly to attract people no because those people don't even care they can't stop themselves from buying juicy sour ropes during the day when they're bored you know when they're trying to lose weight dude
1: paying someone money they can't tell you what macros are and this is that line when it comes to your marketing that we We'll continue to talk about because it is something where it doesn't matter how long you've been in business and it doesn't matter what your industry is. It gets missed time and time again, which is we spend too much time focusing on what we do in comparison to what we want them to get. We want no. them to achieve things. We want our clients to be able to get things and for them to have goals that they can achieve. And that's where, again, it's if you're talking about macros, you're starting to climb into your own ass just a little bit too much. You got to come out and say, How you're going to do it is macros. We all get it. We know that's how you're going to do it, but that's not it. And you, no. Tyler, you did this maybe a year ago. You shared it on the podcast. Where it was, you had a guy that was a new, uh, a new client of yours for nutrition and your advice was so simple and it was the dude drank, whatever it was, a 12 pack of Budweiser, right? Yep. So that was, that was standard. And it was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to move you to a 12 pack of Bud Light. It wasn't stopping drinking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like there is the answer. But the fact is, is that 90, I'm going to tell you around here where I'm in, in rural Virginia, where I live, the big boy Mountain Dews are a very popular beverage for people that look like me that are adults. Yeah, And so is. Just, just, it's, that's, re- that's reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're factory workers They yep. They work in the prisons. They work. I, like, have,
0: you know, I have an uncle in the vending industry who says too, that like, there's two types of soda that are, he just, just, he says they have to be so addictive because when they're out, those people lose their fucking minds at their job. If it's not in the vending machine and it is in order Mountain Dew and Diet Coke. He said, it's fucking madness if those people. So I'm going to tell you this, right? So yes, of course, in an optimized situation, I'm going to say, stop. Stop all of the Mountain Dew. I have a client who I just started with uh, like a month ago. Same deal. It's like three, four Mountain Dews a day. I said, Mm -hmm. all right, here's what we're going to do. And I told him with him because he also drinks alcohol. I said, here's what we're going to do. The Mountain Dew. I said, I used to drink Mountain Dew. I said, what are your thoughts on diet Mountain Dew? And he said, disgusting. And I said, good. Because Good. if you like diet Mountain Dew, I don't think you're a human. So I understand <laughs> you're just hooked to the giant sweet electric taste of Mountain Dew and diet Mountain Dew won't work. It's fine. Then we do have to beat that sweet taste boredom vibe that you got in your day. It's got to go away. You just can't have thousand calories a day in this. So we're going to go down to two, then we're going to go down to one and then yep. we're going to get it to zero, except for you're going to have one on a special occasion. It needs to be a special occasion. not something you're running through, passing around your day, just ignoring, not enjoying even. right? And that's... That's the name oh. of the game there. But for people to drink alcohol too around here, if I told I have some clients, it was like sometimes it's all you got, you know. You get the yeah. food pretty close. And he's like, no, 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 I'm having four beers a night, three, four nights a week. And I said, Okay. This is where it gets risky. I was like, Can you switch to liquor? Switch <laughs> <Just> to
1: <a> tequila? <laughs> like can you switch to liquor? Because it's
0: gonna be uh, less calories. Like, let's just can we work that out? And uh please and you never know please don't ruin your life because I told you you got to start drinking <laughs> liquor instead. not nah, I'm a coach, I pay him. The, the yeah. baby told yeah. me a fifth of vodka. <laughs> but to get back on task, one of the the thing that I think is important to know is like if you're having trouble getting, oh, go ahead, John.
1: Well, on, on this topic, right? Just imagine. So now what you're going to do is you're going to change your marketing from I sell nutrition coaching to the Mountain Dew diet. <laughs> now, like, like, put play with that idea. People are gonna mean, look, but now you got somebody's attention because now there are gonna be people. who are like, well, I drink Mountain Dew and I could like lose weight and shit. And like, you're not gonna get mad what at me. What
0: like if it? Literally, yeah. And it was maybe it's literally about weaning people off of soda. And so- we're gonna start where you're at. And we're gonna go with a twenty percent reduction by the second week, and we basically chantix your way off of soda. And in that process, you'll lose weight, and then it opens the door to more better decisions after that.
1: But it just not it, a terrible idea. Right. For like there's it. just, there are heart there's just ways to be able to attract people, which again, it's using their language, meeting people, real regular people, which is just, it's, I get it. Oreos are the shit, man. Like or, they're the, the greatest cookie that's ever been made in a package. So if Oreos oh. are people's vice, then it's. John's
0: coming at me with some real lady energy right now, dude. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day, uh. though, because we were talking about the idea of like, because package cookies suck dick. Like they're yeah. all bad. Because yeah. my wife makes. Banging, really good cookies, like really good cookies, and that's not even a sex thing only. And so it's, but we're like, package cookies, they just miss the mark so much. And we're like, what is the best package? And so, again, that's regular people. Regular people are like, no, like, I gotta have that shit.
0: What is so. the best p- package cookie, John?
1: Well, for me, it's it, well, it, it was, it's a toss up for me. It was, it was, it was either Oreos or. Pepperidge Farm Sausalito cookies. Those okay.
0: Really I'm a soft batch Keebler guy. Oh, no. God. No. Dude, soft batch. Something I about that soft batch. I don't know, I man. There's nice just something about that. that. Right. <laughs> no. no, for <laughs> real. <laughs> Give me your man car. What are you doing buying candy like a lady? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, but on that note, too, though, like the thing is if you're having trouble generating leads, especially from your organic social media strategy, start there. Right. But I do believe your organic strategy uh content that you're putting on your social media for free, whatever that, whatever that plan is, you better have a plan. Um, from what's working there is where you need to determine what you're going to use for paid ads. Right. And so this is a spot for you to you can have a little bit of trial and error because you're not spending a couple thousand dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month to run ads, right? For this content that may be a miss. So you have a little bit of effort you're having what's the word a little bit of flexibility to try some stuff here but the thing is if you're having trouble getting many leads from that like if just the numbers the influx is not very high and you're doing a lot of calls to action and you're making content that's specific about your programs and trying to be specific about your people's needs just dumb it down that's all dumb it down the person who's where's gym shark <laughs> like really like they just have been going to the gym for like two weeks you know, or it's just it maybe went and stopped. Right? I shouldn't ship. I think the Gymshark is like a huge brand, but uh, I'm, we would, we would seen, love to be. I've never would, seen anyone love to be sponsored by Gymshark. I've never seen anyone with like a 900 pound deadlift wearing Gymshark. So <laughs> no, now it's gonna be like a, a facetiously, yeah. But I think it's important that you try to connect with who those people are. You have people who are in your gym, right? And some of the people who are in your gym, they've been working out for a long time. So you try to replicate who those people are, who they are right now in your marketing, you're going to miss because those people did not come to you now. Those people came to you a couple years ago. And if you're wondering why you can't get new people, it's because all you're doing is talking about and to people that have been around the game for four or five years. And if your market can support that, great. But like, where's the biggest open-ended opportunity in fitness? Regular people losing weight like getting regular people started there's a huge we have a huge epidemic of overweight people we have a huge issue with people not getting enough exercise and we have a huge issue with people eating very poorly in this country and all of the outcomes health-wise that are limiting the future that this country is going to have health you know as far as health goes and longevity you're in a position to start solving in your community if you start talking to these fucking people yeah like i and this is a piece that cross I, always rub me wrong about crossfit's official image now i do think what crossfit did when I had, had my CrossFit affiliate, what they did as a whole was still net positive, of course. I mean, I wouldn't have put my life savings into owning or building a CrossFit gym if I didn't believe that, right? But I was always fighting an uphill battle about the elitist image that they had, fitness elitism. And, and I would you would attract people who are interested in starting CrossFit starting doing that type of exercise but man that I spend a lot of time diffusing concerns and convincing people that no it's not crazy it can be for you and sometimes when you peel that branding off man it's just easier to talk to people about yeah. people instead of talking to people about no what you heard about literally your, your sales conversations are like what you heard about us isn't really that bad. it's not really that true like yeah. that sucks you know and it's that's not even me you know so it's really important that you start to direct your marketing towards that a demographic i mean you don't have to if you're a performance guy and you're you're only working on elite athletes and you have that go for it man but it's different it's just it's a different game um but then but then th- let's go with this so you can in your niche niche i mean fucking I was, whatever in your fucking market whatever that is right if you're looking to coach mostly power lifters right you got an extreme power great do you want to grow the powerlifting community though yep. or are you just trying to cater to the few people that are here like if you really give a fuck this is why great people, in my opinion, in this industry from mass guys like Dan Bell and some of those guys that I've been fortunate to meet through that organization, we were finding that these people are the ones that want the most to grow the sport. Like, really to grow the sport. Like, they want new people and they want it approachable. Yeah. I mean, like freaky, big, strong guys, and they're like, no, I want this to be accessible. You come in and feel like, feel welcome on your first day. Come to your first meet. Deadlift 135 pounds, and the crowd's still going to be in it for you. Yeah. Like, he's going to cheer for you. Like, there's guys like that that exist. And you so, what are you going to do? Right? You, you need to, whatever your market is, you need to start to. How do we bring people? Again, what's the one step I can do? Because if I can bring more people into this world, me and my competitors are not fighting over the same fucking pie. We're not fighting over slices of the same pie. We're going to oh, make the pie much, 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 much bigger. And guys, there's a lot of goddamn potential pie here in the fitness industry. There's infinite amounts. What fucking Peloton did, dude? They just come in like it in your house, the thing that never fucking worked ever, never, it just, it sold some units and no matter what people say about the up and the down, like, yeah, it still works. I still see people that use it religiously, still people in my feed that use it religiously. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to work for everybody, but they came in and they made a thing that was exactly what it needed to be. And, and understand what we're talking about. We're threading the needle here very
1: specifically where we're talking about attracting new people And attracting people to come to your gym so you can, right, change your lives, make your community better, do all of the altruistic things that is mandatory for us if you're going to be a gym that is going to regularly put up with listening to us or come and work with us in the Gear Academy. So you have to have those altruistic vision pieces. So if you're going to attract more people, that is what you have to do. And the phrasing is like, we got to dumb it down or you got to make it simpler or whatever it is. But don't make the mistake. You have to simplify it and speak to where people are to get them to come and, and take that first step forward into your community. Once you got them, now you can ascend them, right? Now do you can you bring do. them up. I mean, you can do all yeah. the things. So you get to then teach them that there are more brands than Gymshark, right? The protein that you are beginning getting, right? The, the protein you've been getting at Walmart- it's sucks. probably not yeah. the best. And there's lots of reasons why. And they, and they spike it. So I know it says this, this much for grams of protein, but that's not actually protein. Cause they've actually brought added other shit. Like there's so much nuance to it that it's, you just need to get them in, build yep. the trust, help them do their thing and then ascend them. So that's where it's understand. It's, it's not telling you to stop being allowing complexity. Cause if you are running your gym correctly, right. The top, 20%, the top, yeah, it's the top 20% of your clients, those top clients are gonna pay 80% of your bills. Yep. And that's
0: if right. that's not the case, you don't have enough high-ticket, you're, you're you're not giving those people an opportunity, which means that's money you're leaving on the table, which is a whole nother story. But yeah, you need to have an opportunity for these people to invest further. Once you have that trust, they'll spend a lot of damn money with you. And if you're only selling a one-size-fits-all product and you're missing out on all these other things that these new people, new people want. Just keep laying that egg too. So because, one of the things cool. we want to touch on is that like to programming is another term that I mm. hate. Yeah. Program. You want a training program? Another one is the term train. You want to okay. train? I'm training. You want to come train? Uh the other one is is nutrition. Talk nutrition, nutrition, coaching, nutrition. This macros. It's another one. Macros. We'll teach on your macros. Like, what the fuck? There's a There's a thing when you start a new anything that all that terminology that you don't understand makes you guarded. And it makes you just want to think that it's stupid and that you don't want to do it. It just it is. This is a thing that I learned living in a foreign country, living in a foreign country. Language is different, man. There's things that would require a lot of back and forth. That's just not worth it for me to do sometimes, which means I went out to restaurants much less. Very rarely yeah. did I go to restaurants in a very where I was in a very German only speaking area. And even some of the stuff where it's just in Dutch and they can kind of do English, like I don't like muffled, bombed socialization in the beginning. It's just frustrating all the time. It's like, no, no, no let's do this in a different language. I just don't like all that was enough for me to not want to do a lot of things, right? Yeah. If I went to there's a great place that I really like going to um in Austria and like, but there was no chance of English, man, just none. And I kind of kind of had to go there a few times, you know, a week. And it was like, I just had to make it work. But I would, like, dread going to the place. And if I didn't have to go to the place, I wouldn't go there. So it's just that one little communication thing. They're, they're saying things I don't understand. I'm out. I'm out. And you're dealing with Americans. And by the way, if you're trying to attract new weight loss clients, you're dealing with fat Americans. And if there's one thing fat Americans don't like, it's shit they don't understand. Make it easy. Deliver it to my house. Make it be made of sugar. Please do. Mm-hmm. And but those are things: program, training, nutrition. Fucking what was the other one, John? Program, training, nutrition. Whatever. That's but that's like those are things that are important. Those those are languages. Those are words that they don't understand. So translate that all back to something that makes sense to them. Macros. I'm not going to sell you a training. I'm not going to sell you a program. I'm not going to write programming for you and take money. Like that's what the fuck are you talk writing program for me. People want workouts. That's the language they use. They just do. And you got to understand it. So dumb it all down. You need to understand that you get further along in your fitness journey. You're going to start smelling your own farts as you're smelling the farts of the people that are teaching you. Yeah. And at some point you're like, what, the, when you start talking, you've seen this now too. When you start talking to a new client about the stuff, you know, in fitness, they fucking glaze over too. And they're like, what is this dork talking about? It does it's not because you're not, don't sound smart. It's because you being smart doesn't make you interesting. And it certainly doesn't put off a, what's the word? An empathetic vibe. No. It's almost as the opposite, sociopathic vibe. So fix it, guys, fix it. Be human. Talk to these people like they're people. Talk to those people. You're missing them. This is the biggest, it's the biggest market you're missing. And I think, I think that is the reason you're not getting leads. Work on that. Find those people. Hunt down the predatory language. That's like put yourself in one of those sho- in one of those people's shoes. Like look at some of those gym fail accounts. See the comments on like basic viral TikTok fitness videos. You'll see how little those people know. You'll just see it. And you know some of it's some of those people are not people you want to do business. But that demographic is. It's one you got to start. You got to start attracting, and then let your vibe be the one that uh, that weeds them out. But you can beat those predators at their own game by not only using the right language that connects to these people, but actually delivering an effective service that can change the way they think about these things, and change somebody's life. So that's the name of the game. Amen. Amen. Fucking A. All right, guys. I hope I didn't preach too hard at you, but quit ignoring these people. They matter. They're the future of your business. If your business is going to grow, it's only going to grow dependent on your ability to create more exercisers. So get to it. Thanks for listening, everybody. You want in on the action, get into the Facebook group. That's the gym owners revolution. Link is in the description. If you want to work with us directly, just get in the fucking gear academy. Start now. Start this week. You'll have your dope offer stack in a week or two. You'll be setting big time milestones from revenue to specialty programs to supplements to merch to whatever, whatever it is you want you identify as your next opportunity, we will start helping you make that happen. This isn't just some shit where we start ramming you through a bunch of checklists and give you this thing like, this is what is, we help you identify what your issues are with you. And then we help you solve them and hold you accountable with that process, just like you do with your clients. So follow the show at the gym owners podcast on Instagram, go to the gymownersrevolution.com If you want in on the gear Academy and follow me at Tyler F and stone. That's Tyler E F F ionstone and John. At jbanksfl on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks for listening to everybody, and we will see you next week.